Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 136 of the Caesar Show. We are back, and sorry for the extended break as well, too. We had some technical difficulties. Pirate Studios, you guys got to do better. Um, we were supposed to actually release 136 right before I left out to go to the East Coast for an extended period of time. But due to technical difficulties at the studio, Interface was having some problems. Couldn't get Terrence's audio, so I'm sorry Crazy. about that. Crazy. But um, I'm ready to kind of get into it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Season 3, like I said, Episode 136. Make some noise for my co-host, Terrence Whaley. What's good, y'all? First time first time doing a, doing an In the Crib podcast since... Well, you used to do it back in the day, though, right? Yeah, I used to do it back, at, back in the day on the East Coast at my crib. I had a little table set up with some yeah. stuff in the background. So, so you right back in your roots. Back, right, right back in here. So next time we'll have the fan have everything as well, too. Got to figure mm-hmm. out uh, where we're going to set up with Carl as well. Maybe we'll have two shot, boom, and one over there. So we'll figure it out. But like I said, I always love your space. Um, so hopefully you. you guys have seen that scene I shot. We shot it here perfect um so we're just gonna see how how things rock out but what we were supposed to talk about on the original episode 136 was you know um harden at that point in time got traded to the the clippers yeah and we're also talking about like what the future holds like with joel and bead um the bucks early struggles katie being a very very unlucky superstar and and much much more so didn't get to talk about that, but a lot has happened as well, too. So, you ready to get into today's hottest topics? Let's get it, man. All right, man. So, the in-season, the first in-season tournament took place, and um, the the Los Angeles Lakers hey, man, come on out. winning the <laughs> Go Lakers. whole thing as well, too. So, this Go is Lakers. the very first one, and the champion, like I said, were the Los Angeles Lakers, and they defeated the... Indiana Pacers, 123-109, to and LeBron James was voted the most valuable player. And then the all-tournament team uh, was Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Tyrese Halliburton, LeBron James as well, too. So, Laker, a.k.a. LeBron fan over here, Yo, uh, what, were your thoughts? <laughs> what were your thoughts on the first in-season tournament, the knockout stages, the actual championship, all that? Yeah, man, I, I would definitely say, you know, it was obviously a success for the league. Another um another point for Adam Silver, um, uh, being a one of the best, or one of the best, if not the best, commissioner in sports. Um, I think that originally, like, I, I really I I wasn't privy to like the, the rules at first either, because I was like, I'm not like this this is like because they did the obviously the play in like two years ago. Yeah. And then now I was like, damn, they making another change, like Immediately, I was like, "Dang, they kind of like being real progressive." Uh-huh. So I, I, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be a success at first. So I didn't even peep the rules at first. Mm-hmm. But then once I really started paying attention, like once they got to the fourth or fifth game, and then once it got to the knockout round, I was like, "All right, cool." Now we're at the knockout round. Now I feel like we're gonna see, you know, everybody go for it. And um, being at the um, the latest uh, knockout round game um, at Staples or. The crypto dot com. You can call it. You can call it. Um, it was cool. It was good atmosphere. You know what I mean. I feel like um, it did its job as far as you know having that early competitive you know NBA games in November December. And I know the the ratings, the TV ratings were definitely up or in comparison to what they were last year around this time. So I think um, it turned out to be a lucrative you know 
opportunity for the NBA. But then also the players came around at the end. I really did want to see Giannis in that matchup with Braun at the end. But it was cool seeing Halliburton, you know, come into his own on national television. And it did kind of give you that March Madness feel, too, to, like, be able to see those, you know, players who aren't always on national TV mm-hmm. kind of, sh- like, showcase their game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're trying to definitely model, you know, like you said, the in-season tournament, um, even the NFL – not in season tour. I'm sorry. Um, soccer, the March Madness tournament, soccer, and then also with the NFL with the one and done because yeah. it's not a best out of seven anymore. You know, what I'm saying you really yeah. gotta be locked in with your game plan that that um, that go around as well too. So mm. um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, what I would probably change is I would probably two things because what there's 15 teams in each conference and there was three different. Uh, groups within within the conference, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, they only had a final eight, so a final four on each side as well, too. So I'll probably add a couple more teams okay. and then have that – probably add two more teams on each side and then have the number one seed or whoever get a uh, bye. Okay. And I think that would be kind of dope. Then they play like the higher – I mean the lower seed of each one as well, too. And then another thing that I would probably change is once we get to Vegas, I would just do a reseeding. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, when it's all said and done, the the winner of the East doesn't have to play the winner of the West. I like it to be a little mixed up. So we could have had a finals in which you went to where we saw in-season finals where we had um, KD going off against Brian. I think those would be the two things that I would change. Okay, cool. I, I, I mean, initially, you know, for the inaugural, the only two things I would change is, one, the, the end game. And, and the NBA, I think, has already, you know, received this feedback and has already come out and said, like, they, they want to decide to make this change about that last championship game, counting in some way, maybe not towards the actual regular season record, but more towards, like, you know, guaranteeing a playoff spot's a little crazy. I would say more like guaranteeing an in or a play-in spot. You know, like, if you're, like – you know, 10th or wherever it is that you finish, but guaranteeing a playing spot, I'm not mad at because ultimately that game has to be worth something as far as like, you know, toward a, you know, a play, a playoff spot, I think. But just in, just for the playing though, not what Tyrese Halliburton was saying about like, just automatically giving you a playoff spot. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Cause if they automatically get a, a, a playoff spot, they're definitely going to be start to coast. That and it's like it, it. I mean, obviously, and you know, with the championship or not even the championship, but just like you know, in the March Madness, like anybody can get hot. Obviously, we've seen ten and twelve seeds get all the way. Should sometimes like mm-hmm. thirteen seeds get there, yeah. but like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to see the Spurs. <laughs> I don't want to see the Spurs in the play playoffs if they don't deserve to be there. So a plan, but a plan is fine. You know, everybody get a chance if you get you know the end season tournament. That's cool. But the second thing was oh dang. I had it on the top of my tongue. Uh, oh, and just like shaking up the divisions. I'm not sure if they're planning on doing that, but even as a even as a Laker fan, I can acknowledge that their that their bracket or as far as like their group, their group play was weak. Like mm. they didn't have nobody in there, bro. Mm. So like it would be cool to shake that up every year. Hopefully that doesn't stay the stay the same year to year. Um but that's it. Other than that, I think it was a success. And, yeah, I mean, you were right. It said right here, um, Saturday's Pacers Lakers NBA season tournament final average a 2.5 rating and 4.58 million viewers across ABC, so 2.2 and 4.14. And then on ESPN2, 
about 440k. So this was Mark. This said Mark the largest NBA audience outside of Christmas in the postseason since February 2018 as well too. So yeah. the Lakers win peaked at 5.6 million, 5.68 million views, increased to 44% in ratings, and then 46% in viewership from a Celtics Warriors NBA Finals rematch in the Sheesh. same window last season as Sheesh. well too. So yeah. it also obviously definitely helps when you have LeBron James. Yeah, no, exactly um, being there as well too. But I, I, what were your thoughts? Because you know with him. He loved his narratives, and he was like, you know, whenever you're the first to do anything, you know, it's great. But what were your thoughts on LeBron at this age, mm-hmm. uh, having that competitive spirit? It seemed like the Lakers were locked in from the jump and just, were just dominant, but, you know, he ended up winning it. Yeah, it's always great to just watch him, like, flip that switch. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell, like, when he'd be in regular season games or, like, games that just, like, are in, like, November, December, and not, you know, May and June. Like, it's cool to watch him flip that switch and you could see how important it was for them to get to the to that final game um and you know just watching how he dominated you know the pelicans from the very first bucket like that duck in and like getting that layup and one like i could already tell he meant business you know what i mean and as a fan from lebron and watching his maturation process all the way to you know being a champion you can tell when he's in that mode and like I just like that he set the tone for the rest of the NBA for the rest of like the time that the end season tournament is going to be, you know, um, in effect that I think when LeBron as the face of the league takes it like that, that'll create even more competition for the following year. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And it's, and it's good that it was early, too, because this is probably the freshest we're going to see. NBA yeah. players uh, from the roster from one to 12 as well, too. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. In your opinion, how was the. I don't know if you've been to a playoff Lakers game yet or NBA playoff game. Mm-hmm. How was the atmosphere in there? You talking about for the when you went to the when you went to the um the Phoenix Suns versus yeah, uh, Lakers joint? It was. I will say this: L.A. the Lakers home court advantage is not as good in the first half as it is in the second half, just because they they arrived late, you know. Oh, okay. But that in the second half, in the second half, it did start to turn up a bit. And like obviously, as the game got closer, or when Austin Reeves hit that shot, you know, over uh, Grayson Allen, mm-hmm. like the the atmosphere was in the building. So it it definitely felt playoff atmosphere like. Um, I've only been a uh, an only one other situation it was like Houston Rockets yeah. back when I was in college, but um, I think. I think the NBA got exactly what they wanted, man. I just think um, what'll be cool is if someone in the in its time that it's you know that is being implemented that it can get that upset um, factor into into it. I mean, obviously we got that a little bit with the Pacers, yeah, but like, Pacers but if they can get like a team that's like the Hawks or like fucking shit, I don't know, fucking I don't know, I don't know. But if they can get that that upset factor i think that'll draw even more like you know appeal to it as well but other than that i think it was i think it was a great first go for yeah sure. definitely 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 i think anthony davis needed this as well too because he's been yes, balling he's turning late. up now man he's turning <laughs> up and that he dunking over uh victor last night mm. whoo crazy so yeah he looking good too so your boy Draymond Green, um, boy that ain't my boy <laughs> that ain't my boy your boy Draymond Green <laughs> Uh, just suffered an indefinite suspension for f- for striking Phoenix center uh, Nurk in the face as well. Too. Crazy Yusuf. Obviously, Oof. obviously, um, Draymond Green put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold a little bit earlier. Got five games as well too, and I was busy. I, I don't remember what I was doing, but I wasn't able to catch the game. 
And I just remember checking on my text a little bit later and I saw the video and I was just like, yo, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something that's internally going on at this point as well, too. So for y'all me, saw his eyes, bro. Like his eyes was crazy. It, it was, was crazy. crazy. It's like flip, dog. Yeah. It ain't make no sense. But once I saw that, I was like, dude, I didn't know it was going to be indefinite. But I was like, yo, if you got five games from putting in someone in Choco and then you just flat out punching somebody out in my head, I was like 20 games. Like yeah. 20 games. But what were your thoughts on um, Draymond Green doing Draymond Green? Because so, he has a track record, man, whether it's LeBron right. in the finals, right, right, right. whether it's kicking or stump, kicking um, Steven Adams. What he did to DeMontis Sabonis, that was crazy. I thought that they was going for sure give him more games than that. It's, it's a lot, but what are your, what are your thoughts on it? And also his comments, you know, after the interview, <laughs> kind of seemed unapologetic and seemed yeah. like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Draymond. I mean, ultimately, like – you that's who he is like you and you 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 sign up for that i mine is twofold first thing is shout out to joe dumars in the league for making it like indefinite because ultimately like enough is enough and he is the one bad actor in the league that i feel like it's it's still reminiscent of like how the NBA was in the nineties. You know what I mean? And like, you just don't want that in your game. That's obvious. Adam Silver's made that, made that apparently clear since taking over, um, you know, as commissioner of the league. So that, that making it indefinite was, I think a great move. And I think Draymond now not being able to really know when he's coming back, will give him that focus to be like, okay, all right, well, let me, let me try to do something or like try to appease them. He's not going to change. Um, but then my second my second thing is, man, I know Jordan Poole not playing well, but like you you made a bad decision, I think, to keep Draymond. And I I think I'd said that maybe in what whatever podcast we did at the time, but like I just one on age and then just two on overall, like yeah, I mean I would just say age and like what what as a franchise and as a general manager, your your job is to pick the younger player who has more promise and who can continue to fulfill, you know, the longevity of Steph. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Draymond was always going to be, you know, who he was as a scorer, but also just demonstrative on the court, which you want as, you know, your defensive anchor, your, you know, your leader on the team. But for how much longer and is it worth it from what you're getting in return for that for the antics yeah with it being indefinite because it's kind of like Kyrie's Irving situation obviously different circumstances yeah but as far as like they had a whole guideline of what he had to do to get reinstated back into the NBA you think with this indefinite suspension the league and also the organizations are going to have like bullet points of you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta do this to get Mm -hmm. back in it was like the counselor, right? That's uh, the only thing I've seen so far. He had a counselor? He had a <laughs> he, they're, they're making him go to counseling, I guess, is what it is. But I'm like, that's just going to be anger management courses that he's just going to go in there and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, he ain't about to – he is not about to change. That's just who he is. He's from, like, Flint, Michigan, I think, or something like that. And like, And he just – he just – he is hard. He is from a hard nosed, like blue collar town. Like that's he not the type of person to be sharing his feelings with a random stranger and then gonna come back and change. So and the thing is, is like it's twenty twenty three. So like you can't be messing up your. Obviously, he's probably not gonna get paid the whole time through that. And then also right. like we forget that you know he has his podcast that's going on, and he also is I think a part of the TNT crew as well. Mm-hmm. So like, what does that mean for you? 
if you're in your personal brand, that, what does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean with your personal bag and just like your future outside of basketball? You know. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's been some some crazier things. Like, I think he'll be fine as far as um, you know, his 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 contract with TNT because I mean, there's there's been some dirty Charles laundry Barkley out there. Was wild back in the day too. Not only Charles Barkley, but Greg, you know, Greg Anthony. Yeah, he was like sleeping with like prostitutes or something like that, and they brought him back to do like um to do like in game analysis and stuff. So Draymond's fine on that end, but as far as being a Golden State Warrior, I think it is finally in jeopardy because you have the the Bob Myers general manager, you know, relationship and you had that, but he's not there no more. So like Mike Dunleavy might be looking at it like, well, you know, I could live without Draymond maybe. Maybe we could switch things up. You know, I'm the new GM. I got to make changes and stuff like that. So you know, you never know what he might do. Yeah, I mean, and then just, you know, going beyond the surface level and still sticking on the Warriors, including Draymond, obviously. I mean, do you think the Warriors' season's in jeopardy because right now they're 11th in the West, they're 10th and 13th, Steph averaging 29-5-4, shooting 47% from the field, mm-hmm. 42% from three, and outside of him, the second highest average is Clay, which is half of his average, about 15 points. You yeah. think the Warriors season in jeopardy, man? I don't think it's in jeopardy because of the the play-in specifically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To get to 10th in the West, it's great. It's you can make that happen if you're Steph, you know. But like I said, I mean, I'd be on the phones to like try to just try to, you know, change things up. Like there are some players on the trade trade market that like could yeah, change up your season. Came when it became available for the trade. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you really want to get spicy, like Zach Levine, I don't know if they got what it would take to, to make that happen, but, like, you you need some sort of energy boost, I think, at this point to, you know, to to get back into – not contention because they're not contending this year, but to to come up out of this funk that you're in and to just have a new-look Warriors team, I think. Yeah, we, okay, so you're saying, like, new-look Warriors, like – because if I'm the GM at this point, I'm getting rid of everybody except Steph. So, like, okay. do you let – knowing he's at this advanced age, do you be like, hey, we're going to rebuild for, like, one year. You got to take this L. Or do you just trade everyone away? Trade everyone away? Because someone's going to – someone someone would want to deal with Draymond. Clay still has some form of value. I don't know what the hell happened with Andrew Wiggins. You still got that young talent with Kaminga and Moody. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah, I think I think to piggyback on your point about, like, you know, the Clippers in this new arena and stuff like that and not wanting to, like, sell off their players, it's kind of the same thing with the Chase Center. Like, I think they ultimately, for ticket sales, I don't know how much the, the Splash Brothers sell tickets anymore, but, like, I don't know if they – I don't know if they'd want to move off Clay. But, I mean – I move off Clay right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a clay stand. I'm like, a I'm a clay stand, bro. I I won't move on from clay if I can get him at a cheaper price. And they were talking about this in other talk shows as well too, because he's obviously like this is his last year, and I think they try to offer him like forty eight, forty eight million, yeah, yeah, and he that. declined that, and he's basically well, he should, play he, it should. Out. he should, he should, he should, yeah. Do that. But going into the market, I don't really see a team overpaying him like that. I mean, maybe, maybe like a Charlotte. The Lakers damn sure ain't overpaying them for that. So nah. I think he's going to see we what good. he wants. We like Austin. He's not going to get Dennis Schroeder hold, but I think 
they're going to lowball him and then he's going to be like, all right, well, I'm probably going to go back to Golden State for cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm only taking him if I'm if it's for cheap, Brett. Okay. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I don't, I don't know what trade is out there. They might not, they might not even do anything, honestly, because they've, they've shown an, a reluctance of trading either of them. Mm. Okay. All right, man. So your boy Giannis wanted all the smoke, man. The other day mm-hmm. he dropped 64 points, breaking the record of most points in a game by a Milwaukee Buck. And also another person that made history was Damian Lillard, who also broke the record and is now top five in three-point field goals made as well, too. Mm-hmm. And to give you guys a little bit of context, like Terrence said earlier, the Bucks got upset by a young team in the in the in the Indiana Pacers, Indiana Pacers who kind of mirror the Steve Nash seven seconds or less mm-hmm. um, as well, too. But basically right after the game, Giannis tried to get the ball and they did not want to give him the ball back. You had players and staff in the back talking nonsense back and forth, X, Y, and Z. And apparently Rick Carlisle came out and said the Pacers, the reason why the Pacers took the ball was because Oscar, I don't even know. Shibway, I think. Shibway, yeah. um scored his first official points in the NBA, and they wanted him to get the ball, but he also scored in, in season. I guess that doesn't count. Um, but what was your whole thought on the confrontation between the members of both teams, man? I love it. I love it. I love it. Because ultimately, like, it's just competitiveness and competitive fire. Like, I'm not sure how – what the what, what, you remember what the game score was? Because I thought I seen something about – Damien said – Yeah, it was that, um, one, 140 to 126. Okay. I seen a clip where Damien was at – it was like a post – game press conference or whatever and he was like they was mad that they was running up the score at the end he was padding his stats mm-hmm. was that the case did you did you watch the game i didn't get to watch the game no. okay well i mean if they if they won by 140 to 126 they probably was in there he probably was in the fourth quarter when he probably shouldn't have needed to be in there but anyways like if that's their reason and honestly the game was in indiana like they you know i thought it was in milwaukee i thought it was indiana not I think the no the game the game was in Milwaukee, bro. Oh, okay, well that's yeah. crazy. I'm surprised that they got away with that. Then. I'm like, yo, it's in Milwaukee and they won and they broke those records. Damn, give me the ball. I, yeah, that's I crazy. Get it. Like if I was a rookie, I mean, I mean, I guess if if we won, if we won and I scored and it's at home, yeah. yeah but the opposite way around, nah. Okay, then yeah, the Pacers violated. But again, <laughs> that's good because you know I we I I need that bad blood when it comes to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like to have that extra like oomph to you know I I liken the NBA to WWE in some ways in the theater and like the fake like. Oh, I want to fight you when it comes to the like. You remember when KG and Braun really had that beef? Now they really had beef, yeah. but like it just added to the theater of the matchup. And like, not that there's anybody on Indiana that you know matches you know Giannis' stature, but like you 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 want that um, nature in the league mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, nah, that joint was crazy. Now it just makes me want to fast forward to the playoffs. Like I need a yeah. first round matchup with that. Yeah, but moving forward. As long as Giannis is in his prime, every time he comes to Indiana, he probably gonna go for forty. Yeah, and I mean he's he's on a tear right now, man. I I just man to to get sixty four without shooting a three is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy work, and you know, shout salute to him, man. Salute to him, bro. So D, and then they signed, and then I think for enforcement, the Pacers signed. Um, who's that dude that they signed today? Uh, James Johnson. Oh, Never. to do what? He ain't about to guard, bro. I don't know. 
Nah, that's crazy. It's just crazy because you got other people. I hate to always say this, bring them up, but like Boogie, like why he ain't in the league? Lane yeah. Stevenson, why he in the league? Yeah. You got roster spots right there. You're going to sign this dude. Yeah. I'm happy he got his money and he got a spot and whatnot, but in general, it's like you're, you're wasting a roster spot. I don't get it. Yeah. So, that way too. that's crazy. So, Clippers Nation currently are the eighth seed in the Western Conference after acquiring James Harden. Obviously, to start off 0 and 5. We didn't really get to, we talked about it, but we didn't get to talk about it. Um, and now they're 13 and 10. And in the last 10 games, they are 7 and 3, and they're top five in points allowed on the defensive end as well too seems like Ty Lu um kind of <coughs> wanted to you know <laughs> he kind of wanted to just give Russell Westbrook the benefit of the doubt he was promised a certain role and um, wanted to see if this experiment with him and, and Harden in the backcourt worked out obviously Russell Westbrook you know brought upon himself to say hey I'm just going to come off the bench and um, they've been thriving ever since, and I love the addition of Tice as well as that stretch five in place of Plumlee being gone. But uh, Terrence Mann's back in the fold as well, too, and Kawhi's been looking like the Kawhi we kind of grown. And shout-out to Kawhi and PG. I think this is the most games. I was just about to say that. I was just Most games that. in a row that Kawhi's ever played. I think he already played three or four back-to-backs, 22 straight games. Uh, PG obviously just got hurt, but 20-some straight games. They made a joke the other day. They were like, Kawhi, PG, and and Harden have played more games in the trio in Brooklyn when Harden was <laughs> there as well, too. But um, they're, they're looking really, really good, man. I, I really, really starting to like it. But what are your thoughts? I know they're your competitors, but what are your thoughts on seeing them from the eye test? Yeah, I, I will salute them in there, um, you know, in – in the fact that they are playing the games, obviously, um, I will I will give them that respect. I'm, they heard you. but I will say you this: I ain't seen. I've I've only seen like them for quarters. I have not seen them in a full game. But mm-hmm. from what I've seen, obviously they can get whatever shot they want to. And Russ coming, you know, off the bench, I think that that you know obviously was a turning point for them. And Ty Lue to me is still top two, top three coach in the NBA. So they're always going to be a a threat to deal with. Um, I think Harden, how is he playing from the eye test? Like, um, I haven't seen him. He had to basically, obviously, get in shape, didn't go to training camp or nothing like that. But as of late, I mean, he's been, as a third option, putting up damn near 18 and 20 points, about six, seven assists. He's taking efficient shots. And I love how he's taking the pressure because that's always been the biggest knock that the Clippers needed a point guard. So, mm-hmm. I think I think another reason why they're so good defensively is because they've given up a lot of their playmaking duties with Kawhi and PG. So now they're really asked to get to their spots and score and then mm-hmm. play at a high level on a defensive on end. On the defensive. Okay, James okay. Harden's been playing really well with them. And then even when they're staggering minutes and they're off the floor, he's on the floor running with that second unit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, he's looking solid. So okay. Like it. Then it sounds yeah, like the trade worked out. I mean, the – the playmaking duties coming off of Kawhi and Paul George will definitely, you know, bring their usage rate down and allow them to to play that defense, and that's what's going to unlock that team. Do I think it'll be enough? Nah, <laughs> but <laughs> they're cool though. They're a good team. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna probably come been. down to the seedings. I mean, it's so early, right? It's only been twenty three games. Most teams played around twenty two, twenty three games. Let me ask you this, then. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If y'all seen the Pel- if y'all see the Pelicans, I take the Clippers. And how many games? No one the Clippers seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we, hopefully we got home court, but I I trust I trust Kawhi and a Ty Lue team. All right, here we go. Here we go. Went on the road. Dallas. Dallas. Don't don't disrespect 
because he going to average 45. He always been in the bubble, and then two years ago before Kawhi got hurt, he was still averaging like 40 on us, and we still won. <laughs> I just trust our role players more than their role players, and I trust our coaching more than their coaching. Okay. But it's it's a, obviously it's a different element with Kyrie being there as well, too, because you blitz Luka, you still got shooters, and then they can say you got another guy to carry that load. But from a defensive standpoint, like I said, we really upped our defensive prowess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like Dallas defensively, I think we'll be more able to, I think we're still going to get efficient shots because of Harden's playmaking with PG and Kawhi home and our role players. But I think we're also going to be the ones to get more timely stops when it matters the most. So I, I got us winning that series. Now, if you say Lakers, we always match up historically with you guys well, but I don't know. Y'all time, y'all, y'all window to beat us is closed, bro. It'll be tough. Y'all should have. Two years ago, and even last year, maybe, but yeah. y'all, y'all window to beat us is closed, bro. You think it's closed? But I was gonna say Minnesota, though. What you think? I mean, they've been in the playoffs twice in Anthony Edwards' era. Uh, do you still trust Cat? I mean, no, 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 I okay. don't. <laughs> okay, so so is basically, Robert, is, Robert, you, is Gobert gonna be playable? You good with anybody except for Denver and the Lakers, basically? Denver, Lakers. Yeah, Denver and the Lakers. I got to still see. We're going to talk about this uh, right next. I, I still got to see what the Suns look like when their big three is up and running. Mm-hmm. But another scary team, too, is Sacktown. Yeah, they're I would take Sack before y'all. They're young. They, they're mobile. Yeah, I would take Sack before y'all, too. If they're on home, home court, I don't know. But right now, my biggest concern is probably the Rain and Chance Nuggets, who we waxed, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the Lakers, you can't count them out as well, too. So we'll see what happens moving forward with them. For sure. Speaking with the Suns, the big three debuted the other day. They lost to the Nets, 116-112. Booker yep. had played point guard. 34 points, 12 assists, 12 assists, six rebounds. KD, 27-6-4. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal only took a few shots but was efficient. 14 points um, and four rebounds. And uh, the Suns are also another team that's, you know, playing around the playing spot right now. But like I said, it's, it's still so early on, 13-11 in the West, 10th in the West right now overall. But mm-hmm. um, what were your impressions if you were able to watch any highlights or watch the game when yeah. they played the Nets yesterday? And what are your expectations for them moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the highlights. But it, it turned out about it, about what I expected as far as the shot attempts and the, the, um, the results. I've always looked at, you know, when they assembled their team is obviously a lot of shooting around three tremendous scores, but will they be able to make the stops that they'll need to to, to win games? And it just didn't happen, you know, against, against you know, a pretty, you know, a solid Nets team. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I you know, it's, it's being the third option, you know, Bradley Bill, as great as he is, you know, your third option is only ever going to be able to take so many shots, when, especially when you go on, we, we got Booker and KD. But, like, I just think effectively they still need, like, yeah, what do you think they need? A legit, like, wing. Yeah. Type not like Grayson OG, Allen. Like a Pascal or OG and an OB type. I mean, OG would be hella expensive, but of that prototype, yeah. Mm. You know, they need somebody that can take that. Um, that role away from. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if I would say Kevin Durant plays it, but like, um, because the rest of their starting lineup is was who? Nurk. Yo, yeah, Nurkic, and then the, there was some the, the fifth player. Starter, no, no. Oh, a Kogi. Okay, and I I know that they they be trying to put it on a Kogi to like to you know guard LeBron or guard like the other you know team's best perimeter player, but that's not gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you giving your you know the majority of your your cap space to those three players and you got you got to work with it but 
Um, ultimately, in the West, I don't see them going past like, man, honestly, quarterfinals, low key. Like, so you think they gonna get past first round and get dumped in the second round? Yeah, like? basically, that's how I see it. Because, I mean, defensively, you gotta show some muster, like at some like in the in the playoffs in, in the West specifically. And if they run like. Think about who they who they gonna run into in the second round, bro. Like it can be. It's either gonna be Lakers, Denver, Clippers. Exactly. Yeah, any of those three. Minnesota. And like any of them, I feel like mm-hmm. could take them out in six games. Yeah. So, that's that's how I see their future. But ultimately, they're they're a fun team to watch. Obviously, they got three tremendous scores, but I don't think that that's the the formula now. You think Bradley Beal's fully healthy now? Um, you think his back's gonna be something that's gonna be on and off type of thing? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. For all three of them, honestly, I think all three of them will have Moments lingering, yeah, lingering injuries. Damn. So, you looking back at it when the season that ended last season ended, you would have utilized trade the trade to get like a two way type player as opposed to well two way type player and like a role player possibly instead of Bradley Beal because it's kind of redundant. Yeah, but see, and this is going back to the original conversation we had about that KD trade. I would not have let go of Mikel Bridges. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first thing. But yeah, yeah, I would have not have tried to put all my chips on the table and win for Bill. But you know, seemed like you know that's what their fans were happy about. That's what you need. So, gotta stick with it now. How far do you think they can go up in the stands? Because right uh, now, I think um, Anthony like Edwards eighth, right? messed up his – Yeah, he's they're 10th right now. And Anthony oh, Edwards shit. messed up his hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they might slide a little bit because right now, the Timberwolves 17-5 and mm-hmm. OKC only two games behind them right now. And Mavs yeah. two and a half games, Denver two and a half games. So Yeah, I mean, for the teams I see that are ahead of them, I mean, I would say the highest they could get would be maybe at seven. Yeah. When it's all said and done? Yeah, because I don't see them finishing with a better record than Sacramento, the Lakers, the Nuggets, I mean, Mavericks, the Thunder, or the Timberwolves. That's six teams right there. Damn, the West always so OD, man. Like, they, Yeah, Sacramento for sure going up, for sure. But knowing Sacramento's been fully healthy this whole year relatively and the, the Suns have been in and out, that kind of makes you think, like, how many win win streaks they, can they rack up with their with their big three? Being only two games behind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hmm, who knows? We're gonna see what that defense got. Gonna see what that, gonna see what that defensive got. rating gonna be. So your other boy, well, I guess he's not since your team UNC. I'm Team Duke, but Zion Williamson's fitness level has been, you know, quote unquote, a frequent topic of conversation. And his and extracurriculars. And his extracurricular horn dog, horn dog, crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah. So what? made it get brought to light obviously it's nationally televised but another thing it was in season and and three people were just like yo why are you looking so tired when the game is you know essentially just starting and why are you having a 38 year old kind of outplay you and more up for the game as well too so in that blowout loss um he had 13 points and obviously he was getting criticized getting shamed with his weight and his diet and all that stuff as well too and he came out and he went stupid and went for 36 points and was 30, 13, and 17 going up against that twin tower with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously, like, like I said, he got criticized, but 
his his bite back was all I can do is control the things I can control, locking on myself, locking on my teammates, coaches, and everybody with the Pelicans as well too. And if he, and he said on the criticism as well, if it comes from a place where they just want to see me do better, thank you. But if it comes from anywhere else, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Can't control that. So this season, Zion's averaging damn near 23 points, six assists, five rebounds. And shooting 58% from the field. Right now, the Pelicans are ninth in the Western Conference at 14 and 11. Uh, was the criticism fair? What are your thoughts on Zion and everything? I think it, it definitely is fair. We're talking about that in season uh, semifinal game. That that was that was horrible. Just horrible, like, eye made, test. I, I didn't even watch the whole game. I mean, you probably watched the whole game. Yeah. But, like, sorry for cutting you off. Just, like, the end season, you thinking like the top teams are gonna go up against each other, and for them to put on that performance and see, he, see him like that, I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is the point of the end season tournament? Yeah. Anyways, keep going. I'm and sorry. and just like that that press conference beforehand when that when that yeah, reporter asked him, him what you gonna do with your money? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man, that doesn't look good as far as like just being like in tune with the game and like just taking it serious. But whatever, you know, I don't I don't put that on him. He's young. But yeah, the the, the the thing about it is LeBron has set the, the, the bar so high when it comes to discipline and showing out night in and night out that when superstars come into the league or just number one picks or like players, you know, phenoms since high school for Zion in Zion's case, yeah. they're they're going to measure you against players that they think that you can become, you know, an all NBA first team player, right? Like averaging for sure, more than 23 points a game. That's great, you know, but, like, they think that you can average 30, and you can for real. So I think it's just about the consistency and the discipline that the, you know, that the national media wants to see out of him, and I think that that's warranted. And, you know, as far as his his shape, you know, I can't really say too much about, you know, losing weight or gaining weight. You know, sometimes that comes down to genetics, um, but also, like, you do got to put the work in. So I, I don't really know what his regimen is and his training regimen. But I, I do- like it's hard because, like, once training camp and the offseason over with, y'all barely working out. Y'all yeah. Just, y'all traveling all the time. And, and I mean, to his to his credit, or maybe not to his credit, maybe to his detriment, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans share, I think, a, a training staff with the New Orleans Saints. So, like, they have one of the worst training staff, like, professional training staffs in the in the professional sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, all of that is kind of also going against him. And the fact he's in New Orleans, I mean, they got some of the best food in, in America. So You been there yet? <laughs> yeah, I've been, to, I've been in New Orleans like three or four times. You go to Neil's Cafe? Mm-hmm. Josh's, you you been to Josh's? Though? Wait, no, no, no. I think you told me about it, but yeah, I haven't yeah, been yeah. yet. Yeah, I haven't been there. Okay, I'm gonna uh, check, check, check it out though. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like one I of my favorite places. Get, yeah, their food. At least when AD was there, their food, their their restaurant, their food used to get catered to. Ooh, to see, hey, that's them. That, <laughs> they go eat good, but nah, he he is going through the growing pains of being a young star in the NBA and i think he will continue to learn he'll get better i, I like how his responses to the to the media you know he wasn't like you know dismissive i mean you could you could you know it it depends on how you take it but to me he he um heard them and wasn't disrespectful so yeah and like you said like they wouldn't be criticizing him if they didn't see all this potential of what he can be as well, too. So I agree with you with that. 
And like you said, you have players like a Charles Barkley and, and others who have similar body types like that. And, you know, they're just coming from – I know there's tough love because that's, that's, just, that's just their generation, but um, they're just trying to look out for them because mm-hmm. we, we want to see these next generation of players play at a high level. We need someone to carry the torch. We don't know who's going to be. So mm-hmm. um, I agree with it. But there's two different type of people. Like there's people who are just – had that that go-getter mentality um mm-hmm. and you can still develop that and then there's also people who have to constantly be pushed on so i feel like that was necessary for him because i know other players who if they got criticized like this would fold under pressure like a you know, ben simmons or something like that you know? yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um i like how he handled it went on a dominated mm-hmm. and uh, I'm i'm interested to see how he's going to be from a health standpoint to finish out the season. And we deserve to see him in the playoffs, man. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he, I think he's one of those teams where obviously you got your favorites, um, but I think he can, he can, they can definitely make some noise, especially having that playoff experience now with the Pelicans yeah. in general. So yeah, I agree. Who is your MVP right now? I mean, like I said, it's been in 25 games. Yeah. Everybody loves narratives though, but who's your MVP? If you had to pick right now, gunpoint to your head. All right, this is this is gonna be a shocker. Same answer. We'll see. No, we probably don't. Okay. But okay. this will be a shocker because like nobody's saying this. But like this is just for me. And to go back to your point about like maybe like who can become the next face of the league and like who to me is entertaining and like right, it and but it's all backed in in results. Um. So for my for me my, my answer is Anthony Edwards, bro. And the reason why I say I that, that at all. the reason why I say that is because, bro, every time I see him on camera, he is so entertaining, but also off the court, he he embodies a, a player that, like, you'd want to, you know, your kids to follow and to be, like, in, like, the personality comes out. And as far as being, like, that player who is a go-getter and, like, can, you know, go get a bucket – it's it's Anthony for me, and the, and the fact that they're number one in the West right now, that was my answer. Obviously, now he's hurt, so that'll 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 hurt his chances some. Everybody else gonna get hurt at some point. Right, right, right. But but yeah, man. I, for me, to to usher in this new generation of players, obviously they're already here. You got the John Morant's of the world, Luca and um, Halliburton now. Shy, shy is hooping right now. Um, but for me, Anthony is that guy that could you could. You could kind of rally around. I hate that he's playing in Minnesota, but you know, he's especially my being American too. Because last couple of MVPs we have been foreign-based players, and I yeah. feel like it's really from a United States standpoint is we respect and admire them, love them X, Y, and Z. But it's really hard to obviously they look like us, not Joker, obviously. Yeah. But as far as like the Giannis's of the world and Joel Embiid's of the world, sometimes it's kind of hard to as an American resonate with them as well too. So yeah, I like that Anthony Edwards pick, man. Young Michael Jordan. I just want to see yeah. <laughs> what he does when he's in the playoffs now, because yeah. he got two two different series under his belt, um, and we're gonna see what happens as well too. Mm-hmm. I like it, but you know he does have a pretty decent coach, great depth. Um, you can argue two other all stars on this team, so yeah. that definitely helps. But they've been they've been playing relatively pretty well, and even without them, they've been rolling as well too. So, yep. I had to give mine to a guy that you name, the Don Luka Doncic man. Yeah. He's been playing <laughs> great fucking basketball. Um, thirty two points, 
nine assists, eight rebounds, shooting 48% from the field. For a guy that doesn't shoot the trade ball well, he's shooting almost 40% from three. And um, he's shooting almost 80% from the free throw line as well, too. So knowing that Kyrie's going to be out for – he had a boot on, be out for the foreseeable future. Um, for him to have them in the standings this high is kind of ridiculous because going into the season, you know, I was making jokes like, yeah, I got Grant Williams. I don't know what Derek Lively is going to really be doing as well, too. How is Jason mm-hmm. Kidd going to kind of manage all these personalities? They've been doing a great job, and he's looking like the James Harden that we saw that was – could arguably considered back in the day best player or MVP every year. So mm-hmm. I got I got Luca, and I think that the league and the media love Anthony Edwards, but mm-hmm. I feel like these past couple of years they've been pushing for Luca. Like we always talk about media darlings, I think he's that media darling right now. So as long as if the Mavs can get a top four seed and can if they can keep this top four seed, mm-hmm. I think the league gonna throw it to him. Okay, yeah, I mean. I always want to see it to go to, go to someone different now, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that the league and the NBA writers um, are want to see that too. Um, we always hear about writers fatigue and stuff like that, but uh, or voters fatigue. But I think Luca, you know, is is definitely deserving. Um, I hate that like as good as Boston is every year that Jason Nane don't ever get to the top. They so stacked. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. He's playing yeah. like you. You can't take away from him for doing that, though. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? he's still putting up monster numbers, but they got to basically. I, I don't like saying super team no more, but they got Porzingis, they got <laughs> Jalen Brown, they got yeah. Derek Derek White, who's considered one of the best role players and based on analytics, one of the best defenders. Yeah, and then you got Drew Holiday, who's another dog. So it's just like, ah. yeah. Did, I should know this, but I think Brown got an MVP when he was Miami, though, right? He got two. Yeah, so like if they could give it to him then they could give it to Jason too. So that's how I see it. But, yeah. But I hear you though. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of people I thought you were gonna say your boy Tyrese, Halliburton. Oh no. As far as excitement and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, I love watching him. Him too, him too. Like, I thought you were gonna I thought you gonna say him. I think he is, you know, to average twenty seven and twelve, that's that is a feat, man. Like he is and he he's don't doing turn crazy. all over. Yeah, that too. Efficient. That too, and he he is bringing his teammates along with him, which is you know that LeBron effect that you want to have. Mm. Um, so yeah, he continues to keep winning. I, you know, his time is going to come too for sure. So I know we talked about excitement in the NBA MVP, latest state of mind with these players in season tournament, whatnot. Has anything outside outside of in season tournament? Has any narratives or have any players under the radar or whatever anyone stood out to you so far um i mean i don't know if you could say shy stand is under the radar at all but i just i wish he had more nationally televised games um i would say i would say i i want this is very low low because i don't think anybody's really talking about it but i want to see og on anobi get on a contender and like make a real like splash as a three and D guy again, because um, those those years when Toronto was you know obviously battling with LeBron in his younger years, mm-hmm. you know he had he he had a good effect on the game. But I think he is he's a player that a lot of NBA GMs think is the missing piece to their teams, and I think like he they could legit value him. But I think he like you said, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say like he could he could legit like you know complete some of some you know NBA starting fives for sure and i that's a storyline that i don't think will come up until like the the um you know the trade deadline is is here 
Um, but yeah, other than that, um, shy, you know, coming into his own, mm-hmm. um, recent or not recently, but just <laughs> like just this year, just fucking killing it, man. And I just, I want to continue to see these young players work on their, you know, their personal brand and, you know, really start to like, everybody can't be LeBron. Obviously everybody can't have fucking like a whole, you know, fucking, uh, lifetime contract with Nike and a, a brand and stuff like that. But like, Work on your personal brand so that players that or people that watch the NBA can connect with you, even if you're not on national television. And Shy does a great job of that. Anthony Edwards does a great job of that. Tyrese is starting to kind of come around. And I, I want the younger generation to kind of start to take away some attention, or not even take away attention from LeBron, but, like, as LeBron leaves, you need these new new superstars to, to really take hold of the league, and that's what I want to see too. So two things for me. Um, probably just the success from the top down with the Orlando Magic. I okay. didn't expect them to be this good, and I'm curious to see how um they do moving forward. Um, do they dip from the st- from the standings and not and whatnot? But they they got a very very solid team, and Pilot looking like a young mellow as well too. So that would be mm-hmm. mine. Um, and then I like Francis game too no he's tough he's tough and i and kobe white been doing all right for for the chicago bulls shout so. out unc man yeah, yeah, yeah. shout so out I, unc that that's definitely someone as well as well too but for og man i mean where you see him going to me the easy fix is i don't think harrison barnes is a starter anymore <laughs> so if you can pack up him with davion mitchell in the first round pick i think i think Masai would would jump on that mm-hmm I think that's yeah. a perfect team for him right there. But what team yeah. would you like to see him on? No, I, I could see him there. Don't say Lakers, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I ain't okay. gonna say Lakers. <laughs> that would be crazy. LeBron can have everything, man. <laughs> no, he can't. He can't go there. I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say like. Uh, they can get rid of Middleton in the first round pick. That would be lit. No, 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 no. I was gonna say uh, Philly, bro. Ooh. I think for Philly. His his contract expiring. Yeah, or match up salaries, something, something. Sometimes they be getting, they be, they be doing these, uh, Solids. they be doing these trades and don't be giving away none of their good players. So like, if they, if Philly could do the same thing, I mean, do that, man. Yeah, because Philly always seems to like be missing something every time, every playoffs. They got Joel Embiid, and then you know sometimes he can't score, and they go down the other end, give up buckets. They need someone that can like kind of hold their team together on the defensive end along with Embiid on that perimeter. And I think, you know, obviously they tried to make it work with Matisse Thibault, but that couldn't work because he can't shoot, can't stay on the floor. Um, but OG can, can you know, stay on the floor, can guard the best player, um, and just be a be a pest on defense that can help them, I think, get to that next level with the, with the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. You feel like the East is up for grabs this year, though? Like, I mean, obviously, on, pa- on paper, it's the Boston Celtics, right? It but, always is up for grabs, man. But I, I, like you said, like, if there's any year for a breakthrough, I think Philly could do it this year. I really like mm-hmm. Nick Nurse. Tyrese Maxey is taking the game to another level. They got mm-hmm. some decent role players. Obviously, with that trade to get rid of Harden, they got trade bait. And mm-hmm. trade that, I mean, the trade is trades are, you know, being talked about right now. And Embiid's playing at a even a higher level than he did his MVP year, but yeah, you think it's up for grabs? Like it is because Miami keeps ending up in the finals, and I don't be knowing how. But <laughs> I think I think every year, you know, the East. I mean, 
ever since Bron left, really, you know, it's been parity. So I think um, any team can get there. It is always about, like, it always seems like it comes down to coaching in the East, man. Like, I feel like, you know, with Spolstra, he just seems to know how to, like, get Miami there. And, you know, we, we always kind of take it for granted at the end. I mean, obviously the Hoopers know, but, like, I feel like, Every year we always look and say, well, you know, which team, you know, has the most talent? And we always say Boston on paper, but they always come out short. And then the team with the best coaching always seems to get out there in the East. And that's still Miami. Um, Nick Nurse is obviously doing a great job, too. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what Philly can do. Um, I don't know if Tyrese is enough, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because in the playoffs now, he's going to – because it was Harden one, two – I mean – Embiid won Harden two, and he was a third option, so he's getting mm-hmm. third worst defender on him. So now, a lot of attention going to go to him. So mm-hmm. it's going to be and interesting to see how he adjusts. And the thing is, I think he's still going to score it. I just don't know how again efficient. between them two if that's just enough to win you the playoff series is against, you know, the the best of the best in the East. Yeah. Okay. So cool. And then the last thing I want to talk about was. Um, Peyton's team. I don't even know why this guy likes the Wizards or anything in Washington, but Bro. the Washington Wizards are apparently moving to Virginia. Any thoughts on that at all? This news actually goes hand in hand with the fact that I think the Washington Wizards are a money laundering um a money laundering organization. I do think that the Washington Wizards are our money laundering scheme. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you know how much money you can launder through a new stadium? Like this is this is a joke. This franchise is a joke. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I you know I personally I don't know why they're leaving DC. I have to I have to look into a little bit more, read this right. or read this Washington Post article. But like, um, I thought that the vibes were you know were you know the vibes in DC. You know that's that's what you really want. You want to be in a big city, but moving to they're moving to Alexandria. Dang, I got some homies from high school out there. That's crazy. I went to I, did I tell you I went to Woodbridge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how far that was from y'all, I wonder but if we have. Did you have any friends that went to VCU? Mm-hmm. I had a few people that we went to VCU. Some Intermingles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, most of my people went to VCU or ODU or uh, Virginia Tech. Some smarty pants went to UVA, but yeah. Damn. Okay. But yeah, but no, nah, I mean, yeah, I I don't take I don't take the Wizards seriously. I'm surprised you put this on here, but. But yeah, there's you know, some news to talk about. So quick, a quick little TikTok video. But yeah, they they are uh, they are money laundering situation for sure. What you think? I just want to put the topic up here. See, we just go to say and see Paige's reactions. I don't care about that damn organization. <laughs> <laughs> They're trash, bro. They need to just, they need to start over like the Commanders. Just sell horrible. Team. Relocate, do everything, bro. It's just not working. Horrible. Um. Oh, shout out to LeBron James Jr. Bronny James. Um. Obviously, he had that cardiac arrest five months ago. We didn't know if he was gonna play basketball or not. Yep. Debuted against Long Beach State. Came off the bench. Played about sixteen minutes. They took an L, but um had four points, three rebounds, two assists. I know you watched the game. I saw mm-hmm. something, some variation of yep, your thoughts yep. on all that. Yep. No, I did. Um. I. I. It's always hard when great players go to Pac-12 schools, you'll never see them on TV because the West, 
like the um any any teams that are like in the western you know states they play at like 10 o'clock it seems like oh, sometimes but not this game no no, no like 10 p.m like if they're on oh, prime West time West. like yeah, yeah. or not even prime time but just like nationally televised games but i did watch the game um it was it was obviously a great moment to see him hit that um that transition three he hit um made a great obviously a la lebron james block um on that on that transition layup um, so you can see his athleticism jumps off the page. We always knew that. I think the question will just become, will his minutes increase as the season goes along? And then how much time will he get like at the point guard position? Because I feel like that's where NBA scouts want to see him. Because he's – play point. Yeah, because he's six way five. too undersized. I, mean, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. You think so? 18. I mean, okay. Well, let's say that doesn't happen though. He gonna have to play point guard. So like, I think the NBA scouts today, even even if he did grow to six five, six six, like that's an NBA point guard. So he can still play two guard. Okay, okay. But so what I'm saying is, I think what I want to see from an NBA perspective, I just want to see how he can handle playing point guard at Division One level. How his decision making is it's gonna be hard for him to do that this year with Isaiah Collier, who's supposed to be like a top three, you know, draft pick next year. Um I think from what I saw though, he will it'll be hard not to give him minutes just from his pure athleticism and his shooting ability. Damn, nigga, I gotta play one more year in the league and <laughs> wait for you, bro. Yeah, man. Saying all that, how many years do you think it's gonna be until he gets to the NBA? I think he needs like three years. In yeah, I was gonna say three. Yeah. Man, so long, he's forty, forty-one. That's crazy, <laughs> dog. He hey, still be playing at a high level. Not he going gonna hit. Away. He gonna hit forty thousand points for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, last segment: real rapper cap, real rapper cap. Will the Miami Heat get back to the conference finals this year? I'm going to say, yeah, because they got my Ooh. boy Jaime Jaquez going crazy from you UCLA, man. <laughs> I say real rap, too. Um, I really, I think they, their roster is better than it was from last year. Mm-hmm. I think Bam Adebayo took his game to another level as far as, mm-hmm. like, that dominant swish army knife type of player. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it. You already know what Jimmy does. They got the best coach. Yep. Tyler Hero is my favorite white American player right now. Um, obviously over Austin hurt. Reed, you going crazy? I'm, yeah, I like Tyler Hero, bro. I got I got to go team Tyler Hero, man. I got to go team Tyler Hero. He's up this game this year. Obviously, he's been hurt, but um, I think when he gets back into the fold, because he hasn't been able to play in the playoffs the past couple seasons, but I yeah. think this is the year where I can look at him and be like, all right, I can. If you're if you're healthy in the playoffs from a from a scoring load, I think you're going to be consistent. And you're gonna help Jimmy and Ben, for sure. That was another thing we didn't talk about was like how deep the sixth man mm-hmm. position is. This sh- like in the NBA right now too. It's actually OD. Who your favorite sixth man, Reeves? I just yeah, Austin Reeves, bro. Like, <laughs> he had a strap. Outside of who your other favorite sixth man? Malik. Yeah, Malik. Malik Monk is gonna be mine too. Because I like he just brings energy when he's out there, shot making, electrifying play plays. And then so. when you brought up Bronny, I was thinking of Malik Monk. I was like, he's not a point guard. But he's a off. He's a he's a he's a scoring guard. But he's undersized. He's six two and a half, six three as well. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe Bronny can be something like that in the league. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, real rapper Cap, Ja Wick can take the Grizzlies <laughs> to the play in. No, uh, Cap, too far, too, too far. far gone, too far too gone, far man, gone. too far gone. And hey, that's just it's the that's I think the league chose that number specifically because they knew 
that that was going to be the ultimate punishment. Hey, did they take their draft picks or anything? No, I don't think uh, so. So they're going to have a nice, nice pick. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. They asking them <laughs> in court, are your diamonds real? He was like, I mean, I am a millionaire. <laughs> and then the judge also asked him, show me how <laughs> he you is punch a nigga. the kid. <laughs> he is a nigga for sure, bro. To, add, to, to answer that question like that, he ain't changed a bit. I would have said that too. That's <laughs> insulting. What do you mean they fake, nigga? If I'm making 30, 40, 50 mil a year, why would I get, why would I have fake jewelry unless I'm Chad Ochoacinco, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, why? Facts. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't be crazy, but like whatever I have is going to be nice. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm for not sure. not really too materialistic, but I'm a little, something icy. Real rapper Cap. Wait, you ain't answering. Oh, uh, what? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Cap. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. It's, it's too late. I know last year they had a, a great above 500 record without him, but like you said, they're, they're too far gone. And Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't playing great as of late, but he hasn't really showed me he can be that guy. I, I always felt like for them to get to the next level, he would have to be what Bam is right now to Miami Heat. I felt like he had to be that for that team. But, um, nah, I like Desmond Bain, though. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing great. Might be an all-star great. this year. Crazy but. how how short his wingspan is. He just looks like he got like – Brolic Nelly. Fucking dinosaur arms, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, real rapper cap. The Orlando Magic are legit this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I real rap. I, I like their lineup. Um, I think that their skill players are are really good. For a long time, I didn't know like what direction they were gonna go at point guard because of you know dr- drafting Cole Anthony. Getting Markel Fultz, you know, to research like research his entire career, and then Better you know, Ben Simmons, all right? yeah, 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 no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and then there was a third. Oh, they dropped damn um, the Las Vegas Rams are the Raiders are whooping the Chargers ass sixty three to fourteen. Oh Anyways, Jesus! Um, and then they got uh, a third guy too from um, Jalen Suggs, I think from. Gonzaga, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't know what what they're doing at point guard, but it's that nigga turned out looking crazy. He just got a go ball. <laughs> he, it, their team has turned out to be a young, athletic, great, like up and down um, team with two, you know, go to scores, which is what you need in the NBA from the wing position. Um, and to have drafted them, that means that you know they'll be able to, you know, pay them when the time comes, and you know be in great salary cap situations. So their organization is in a is in a great position. I guess my only question for them is going to be like who's going to anchor the the paint for them. when they see the like Wendell Kyle Drew been hurt for a while, but I was thinking it may be him. Like 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 the player that's gonna hold down not nobody's gonna hold down Joel Embiid but like or Giannis, but like mm-hmm. when they see those guys like yeah. What's their answer? I mean, and it's they they're young to, now, so yeah. like they don't have to answer that question they're now. They're young; like, they're gonna continue later. to have solid picks, um, and they got a lot of tradable assets. Like you said, they have so much, so they probably they could end up trading for like a Claxton or something. Yeah, that would be cool too. Uh, that's another player. That's another player that they just got from this past draft, Anthony Black from Air, uh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Great player. He also has a little point guard in him too. So like they have a lot of. Um, versatility in their lineup too. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Real rap, everything you says right. They remind me of the the East OKC. Obviously they don't yeah. have that that dynamic crazy player like Shea yet, mm. but um they're gonna be right up there with them as well too. So I don't know yeah. if they've played each other this year, but 
next couple two three four years i definitely want to see that 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 uh end season matchup for sure yeah real rapper cap two more real rapper cap the chicago bulls are gonna your favorite three words blow it up i hope so i hope so <laughs> they are they are if not a money laundering situation too. <laughs> they are close to it. <laughs> like somebody's approaching them right now, talking about you want to launder some money because they are. They have been bad for a long time, and it's time. It's time. It's time. And I know. I know they made the playoffs. I know they made the playoffs that one year. Oh, <laughs> and then Giannis went in there and stomped on them crazy. <laughs> but other than that. Nah, man, it's time. And they're talking about they want to keep Alex Crusoe. You need to figure out whatever it takes to DeMar, get DeMar and Caruso back to L.A. What's up? We don't want that. We good. <laughs> we got our one white boy in the lineup. We good. He got Let cra- Austin Reese play point, right? And then get rid of D'Lo and Vanderbilt not really playing. I mean, I know he's been hurt with his heel, but you, mm-hmm. can, you can find some, some stuff and get both of them. Maybe, maybe. But Would you take it? Would you take it? I don't know. I wouldn't take – bro, here's the thing. D'Lo not going to play in the fourth quarter. But in the first three quarters, LeBron needs help playmaking. And D'Lo be slaying that rock, bro. Yeah. And he can – on the nights where he gives you like a random 21 points, I'd be like, yes, yes, we need every single one of those. And then on a random night, it'd be Austin Reeves. Then it'd be fucking uh, – fucking – what's his name? Like, uh, Playmaker? No, no, no. Just like just scoring. Rui? Yeah, Rui. Like and then you got Cam. Like the thing is about the defense that Alex hey, Caruso Cam gives. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give him his I'll yes, give him his props. Okay. He be strapping. But for me, right, like we have two dependable point of attack defenders. Cam and we have Vando. Vando obviously can't play on offensive end. He's all defense. But like to me, that's enough. And Cam is 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 legitimately like taking um taking that role seriously. Obviously, Luca waxed his ass the other night. Like he couldn't guard him, and that's fine. You, everybody, you're not gonna have a perfect night against Luca. But for the majority of the games we played this season, Cam's been a plus on defense, and I'll take that. Alex Caruso is is great. I'm not gonna lie. Like if there was a way to get him, and he he ended up on the team, I wouldn't be mad. But do I want him? No. Interesting. Okay. Demar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if you stagger him in brown minutes. Yeah, yeah. I would take yeah. Demar for sure. Because we, we don't have a consistent it all of them are great. They're all specialized too. They're role players. Exactly. 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 This but I'm might scared, be the bro. First year, though, I'm scared. You guys not only have a nice like outside the bubble have a, a pretty good winning record, mm-hmm. but it's also might be another year where LeBron doesn't complain about trades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if they hooping like this, like yeah. But Demar would be cool. Demar would be cool because I know he would. I mean, he's still hooping right now in Chicago. But to be in L.A. in that Laker jersey, I know he would turn up for sure. Real rapper cap. The Raptors will blow it up. It's hard to know what Masai be thinking, man. I think but, it's time now, bro. But it, but every but every Y'all organization kept shooter low key too. Every organization. Every organization needs their time to just look in the mirror and be like, we ain't got it, and we ain't going to have it for the next two, three years. He's living off that chip. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that chip that wasn't even supposed to be his, real. Because Kevin Durant's shit broke. Chill, chill. Kawhi, my dog. 
Woo, no, but yeah. Um, they they. Uh, so we're talking about blow it up by, by the trade deadline. Yeah. Okay. Cap. He not blowing that up this year. I think real rap. OG gonna get traded to the Kings. That's my hot take. Fair. I kind of this was my I, I I was done with real rapper cap, but like just seeing Tyrese Halliburton just made me think of this one player who I didn't think he was gonna be like him, but I think he made those strides every every single year to improve at something. But a real rapper cap, do you think we'll see Lonzo Ball in the NBA again? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. Um, as a starter, no. thirty-five, forty minutes. No. Nah. But no. I think a solid eight to ten men. Rotation yep. piece. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can see that. Damn. Made me think, man. Once he got hurt, the Chicago Bulls is a Yep. And they got solid pieces. Former All-Star Vucevic. And Zach Levine, bro. You want him? <laughs> no, I prefer DeMar. I just DeMar. feel like with him. <laughs> I like, prefer DeMar. Yeah, me too. I just feel like with, he hasn't proven anything. Yeah, Man, I know. he's too streaky. You know what I said like he, uh, what's up? the other day? Just I was in my house by myself. I was like, you know what that nigga remind me of? J.R. Smith when he was in uh, Denver. <laughs> like remember when he was in Denver? And he was just fucking cooking. Yeah, yeah. Like Even that's early New York. That's who he reminds me of for real. Just a glorified, more glorified version because Jr. was never an all star. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, I'm not spending my money on him like that. Like. I would, I would, I would take him as a third option, like on the 76ers. Yeah, but another team to be the nah. I'm good. And that's the thing. I think it's gonna take something like that for the 76ers. Is at the end of the day, they just always come up short because they don't have. Because Joel, Joel is just too slow getting up and down that floor, man. Sometimes they need somebody else that can go get quick buckets. Sometimes, and Zach would be that guy. With. Obviously with Tyrese saying all that, and they were always up with three two and just fold. Yep, three one folded. Yep, hey, it's always about who who gets the four first. Uh, you're right. You're right. Any last closing remarks for season three, episode one hundred and thirty six of the season show? Happy holidays! Shout out to mom back home. You know what I'm saying? And uh, enjoy your loved ones. Keep your girl or your 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 man's close, and. Uh, you know, be creative with the Christmas gifts. Don't be out here. Don't be out here spending whatever just to get get it done. Go get Gift something card. that they like. You know what I'm saying? In a card. But yeah, that's Merry it. Christmas, because y'all so goddamn picky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a thoughtful guy when it comes to presents. So I, I'm a cook up something nice for sure. Um, but yeah, shout out to us. We're doing some good stuff. I was looking up some analytics because uh, I got a Gmail from just YouTube in general. For YouTube for 2023, 61 new subscribers, total of 55.6k views, including um, our full episodes, segmented, ep- I mean segmented cutups, and then also YouTube Shorts. So we got 141 uploads, 39 comments, 884 likes, 18 shares, and like I said, 55.6k total views just from YouTube. For sure, for sure, so for sure. Cool. So okay, that was man. cool. So moving on up, just gotta be a little bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Eventually, get more guests up there, spread the word, everything as well too. So appreciate you, you know, taking this journey with me, both of you guys, Carl as well too. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, we can only literally go up from here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy episode 136 of the season show. We out. Peace. <laughs>